Hi, we're two foodies in a pod. Grab a snack and settle down. I am Tamsin Hill and usually Corby would sort of chime in there and be saying, and I'm Claudia Ellis. Um, But Corby is being a good girl and focusing on her studies, which means that you get a special episode from the one and only Tamsin Hill, that is myself. And I felt like this one, I mean, we love discussing food. I love food. Myself and Corby are foodies. But I just thought this would be a nice special episode where I could just sit down with you guys since we don't have Corby and just talk about, you know, sort of how I became a bit of a foodie, background with food. We've already discussed my favorite kind of foods. You guys well and truly know. Um, I mean, all you have to do is follow Brunch About. And I just love brunch. But I just thought also it might be nice to sort of switch things up a bit. It's not going to take a serious turn. But I think food holds such a really key and central place in many people's lives. But it can also be a real point of friction in people's lives just based on the society that we are living in today there's new stresses different pressures especially as a young woman with you know social media you see these crazy fitness models and there's a whole fitness influencer vibe going on right now and it does add pressure onto young women right now on social expectations, how to look, what to eat like. And I just think it's a big topic that we probably should address. And it's kind of surprising that me and Corby haven't really touched on it. Um, I mean, Corby has always loved food, but personally, just straight up and trigger warning to anyone who might have experienced it in the past, but I have suffered from an eating disorder in the past and still am sort of going through all of that I don't talk about it that much but it has played a really big role in my pursuit of being a bit of a foodie I have always loved food I mean when I was a young young girl I have always loved food and that's probably where the eating disorder kind of stemmed from I mean I'm not going to go into the ins and the outs and the proper details of where my eating disorder came from because I mean usually it comes from trauma and that kind of stuff but you don't need to know about that but a lot of the time it does come from when you are a child I mean any of these sort of mental health issues do stem from you know these complex forms of trauma that you suffer when you're a child or when you're younger and when you're developing and I was always a bit of a chubbier kind of child I loved food I mean growing up in France you can't escape the amazing and incredible food out there and also I'm sure you're well aware my mum is an excellent chef and I mean we've always eaten quite healthy as a family actually uh coming from sort of more of a Mediterranean diet style of things we've always had a lot of salads a lot of veg and it's always been really ingrained in me since a very young age to eat a healthy diet but then I feel like coming into myself and my own adulthood life I have taken a lot of these principles on with me alongside the social pressures of having this sort of perfect life, this perfect diet that you see all over your Instagram, blasted in magazines that you're reading. Everything you consume nowadays is all about being this perfect human being. And with that comes actually with a lot of unhealthy habits. A lot of people might have looked at me back in the day or might still look at me and look at the stuff I'm eating and being like, oh my God, you're really healthy and like looking at my exercise regime being like oh my god you're really healthy 
when I just don't think that all the time it is all that healthy. I have gone through times when I have tried to control my food far too much. I have been a dieter in the past. I mean, during lockdown, that was pretty insane. I was both vegan and keto at the same time. And if you don't know keto, that's literally where you are eating just protein and just fats, no carbohydrates in the slightest. Kind of crazy when you think about it, especially as a woman, you need plenty of carbs to function normally with your hormones and the way that our hormones work. Guys, you're free to do what you like. I mean, high protein, high fat, whatever works for you. But I have always been someone that does just function better on high protein, high fat diet. But obviously, when I went down this sort of keto route, which was kind of glamorized, I think Gwyneth Paltrow went down that route. And I mean, there's a whole paleo movement as well, and you know, whole foods, this and that. Um, But keto was the final straw on this crazy extreme and doing that alongside being vegan when you're consuming a diet that is keto, which is protein and fat. What do you think of protein most of the time? You think of meat. But if you're a vegan, you can't consume the meat protein. So I was literally just eating veg. I swear to God, vegetables and tofu. I mean, still love to this day. But that was all I was consuming. And when I think back to it, oh my God, like that wasn't a good life. I thought I was being super alternative, really healthy, really trendy. And I maintained it for quite a while and I became shredded, but it was not healthy in the slightest because I think the beauty of food, we've discussed it on this podcast, it's the exploration of food and trying different cuisines, different cultures. And with that comes trying variety of foods. And if you are a true foodie, it's very hard to lead these restrictive diets in your life if you want to be a foodie. And thankfully, by trying to associate myself to my core of being a foodie, with that, I have become far more flexible in my diet and I'm leading a far healthier lifestyle because of this foodiness inside me wanting to try new things and wanting to be that person that is the person trying new things that I can then recommend and talk to you guys as well. Talk to you guys about things that I have tried and recommend things to you guys to try. And it has been really, really beneficial for me and my journey in overcoming my ED, eating disorder. But yeah, I just think it should be kind of addressed on this podcast. I know people have their own ways of suffering with these kind of disorders and once again it is a spectrum everything's relative people suffer differently people might be suffering without realizing you might be in denial but food is a sensitive subject in society especially in a society right now where there is the growing conversation surrounding fat phobia and with that comes the demonization of foods like fast foods which to be fair heavily processed not the best for you if you had it breakfast lunch and dinner every single day of the week not great for you not great for your gut not great for your brain as well but at the same time you should never demonize food even if it is highly processed I now live by the mantra and the whole concept of just everything in moderation honestly and living in a everything in moderation mindset is honestly the best thing because with it you are so much more free to try all the amazing flavors all the amazing cuisines out there guilt-free and I think being able to consume food completely guilt-free is probably one of the biggest blessings you have in your life if you have always consumed food 
guilt-free, oh my God, you are thriving. You are winning in life because most people I know, especially women and also some guys, I think a lot of guys are in denial about it because people never talk about it, but there is a lot of social pressure placed on guys to look a certain way just as much as women. I mean, guys now, for women, it's always about shrinking, sadly. And also now with the whole body positivity movement, there is this thing of women needing to be more, you know, have a bit more fat and it's okay to be fat, but then that puts a pressure on women that are naturally skinny as well. I've had a conversation with one of my colleagues at work and she is just naturally a very, very thin lady. And she says that she has felt pressure all her life to eat more. And like she, she says she tries to eat more and she just wants to eat more but she just can't put the weight on. And I mean, people should not be governing the way they eat in relation to the way that they are looking. I think food is all about nourishing your body, honoring cravings, eating what you find delicious and eating what makes you feel good from the inside rather than from the outside. Because if you're feeling good from the inside, from all of the stuff that you're consuming, whether it's food, whether it's content, anything you consume should be good for your soul and your mind and therefore your entire body and it shouldn't be about what's reflected on the outside but what's on the inside because what you are consuming that impacts the inside definitely impacts the outside and I've been noticing that a lot from myself I have been through a bit of a journey recently trying to rediscover myself what makes me happy moving my body in different ways nourishing my body in different ways just to figure out what works for me uniquely trying not to be something else or trying to be someone else. And I think food does play a massive factor in that. You want to consume foods that make you feel happy. I mean, literally the last episode myself and Corby recorded was for National I Want You To Be Happy Day. And I think the only person that you should really be aiming to make yourself happy with, whether that's through food, exercise, or consuming different content, reading books, doing activities with your friends, you know, going out clubbing, having a boogie around your room, you know, it should only be about pleasing yourself because at the end of the day, you are living with yourself for the rest of your life. There's no one else that you are going to be living with for the rest of your life from day one to day however many days. And therefore, I think that food plays a huge factor because, I mean, we do need to eat to live. But also, I do think it is great to live to eat because food is so varied. People eat different diets. People eat different things across the world. And myself and Corby have discussed about how food brings people together. And being humans, we are very social creatures and we love sharing experiences. We love sharing moments. I think food plays a huge, huge factor in that whole sharing mindset and, you know, exploring new things. I was listening to a Jay Shetty podcast, actually, and he is a great human being. So, so wise. Oh, my God. I wish I could take all that wisdom and plug it inside my brain, which I'm trying to do by listening to his podcast because I love his podcast. He was talking about something called the four E's, and this is about relationships and building relationships with a partner. But I think the only relationship anyone should ever be focused on is the relationship with themselves because I think a lot of people do lose sight of that and focus on external relationships and what you do with that and 
food once again plays a massive role in that about what you eat in front of people, how you eat in front of people, eating certain foods to please certain people or fit in with a certain crowd or impress a partner by eating something or pretending you like something. It all adds up to this whole people-pleasing mindset. But anyway, Jay Shetty was talking about the four E's and it was always about experiences and entertainment and stuff and a lot of people just focus on entertainment so for example like me consuming podcasts or me watching tv that's entertainment but experiences is something that people forget a lot in relationships that builds and nurtures these relationships and I think food is a massive part of that whole experience either a lot of people forget about when you are nurturing relationships and whether that's with yourself, as I say, which should be probably the most important thing, or with a partner or with mates or whatever, having that experience and linking it to food, sharing food, cooking foods together, you know, testing out new cuisines, exploring new parts of the world and trying out these foods and being cooked for, cooking for people. I think that experience plays a huge role in discovering what you like, what you like to consume, what makes you feel good from the inside out, what nurtures and nourishes you, but also what nourishes others. And I think just being open to explore new cuisines, new flavors, it just gives you a completely different and unique level of understanding and also compassion and connection with yourself and those around you. And food is just, it plays a huge, huge part of that. And then this kind of actually takes me back to a funny story when I was back at uni and the classic thing, you go out on a night out with your mates, you come back and what do you do? You eat food. It's always about the post-night cravings. And I think it's just a cultural thing. I don't know if you actually do need food. I mean, they say it helps with hangovers and soaking it all up. But myself and my best friend Mia, who has been on the podcast, shout out, plant-based Greek, an amazing woman, great with her food. She's doing amazing things with vegan food for Greek cuisine. But I really, really vividly remember this moment. And I think we were eating grapes after a night out and they were the most incredible grapes. I don't know about you, but there's something special about a perfectly crisp, firm, red grape or green grape, whatever floats your boat. But just that bite, just that whole experience, that moment. And What I was then thinking about, I remember just being and thinking in my very drunken state and eating it and just thinking, imagine tasting this for the first time ever again. Like I was so, I was actually quite sad that I was never going to have that moment again of tasting something for the first time. And when you're a child and you're trying new foods, you don't realize the importance and like how profound that moment of trying a new flavor and that whole experience for the first time will be and when we're adults there's only so many more experiences we can have with food with that because we've tried so many other foods and a lot of us get swept up into certain routines of eating the same foods over and over again just because we are creatures of habit at the end of the day we like routine we like doing things that we know we like but I think once again, these new experiences, trying things for the first time, they are these most incredible moments. And I think that food plays a huge, huge role in that, where we should be pushing our boundaries and trying 
new dishes, crazy different flavor combinations. I mean, it takes me back to Ratatouille. Everyone loves Ratatouille, classic foodie film, especially for young kids at that age. And it's that moment, you know, when he tries the strawberry and the cheese and there's just fireworks going in his brain. And I don't think enough of us push ourselves out of the boat to have those foodie experiences where you're trying a flavor combination or a dish for the first time and having that firework moment in your brain where you're just trying something new for the first time and really being present in the moment of experiencing that experience. And I think food has such a huge part in providing these really unique profound experiences and I don't think we realize it enough in our day-to-day life we just consume and eat and we don't take time to actually enjoy and be present with the foods we are eating I mean a lot of us now especially tv dinners are a huge thing now or you know working lunches people just eat for the sake of eating and a lot of people forget the pleasure in food and I just think it's such a shame because food is so varied you can put different things together create a completely different food palette a food experience you could have the same set of ingredients like let's say five ingredients but then different proportions will provide a completely different experience a completely different flavor it's a bit like you know chemistry you put different things together and make a completely different compound And it's the same thing with food, ingredients, recipes. You change little minor things, but it can have a huge impact on the end result. And it's going to be really cringe, but I think being able to play around with those flavors and creating these experiences for yourself is so, so important. And a lot of us lose sight into that. And so I think this this episode has just been a bit of a sort of rant time of me just discussing how important food is how much we should be enjoying it a lot more and embracing it for what it is, what it does to our bodies, what it can do for our connection with ourselves, with our mates, our partners and everyone around us. It's just such an amazing thing that I think a lot of people do lose sight of. And now I just wanted this to be a quick catch up and very, very raw chat, very raw discussion, but it's just kind of the stuff that pops into my head and it's been a bit of a weird random rant but I hope you guys have kind of enjoyed it. I hope it didn't get too deep but I do hope that a few of you could relate to it. If any of you do want to talk about anything or any struggles you might be having I am always here. You can just literally message either myself on Brunch About or buy two foodies in a pod and I mean I love having these kind of profound deep discussions especially when it comes to food I hope you guys have kind of enjoyed this little ramble but I just wanted to be very brutally honest and also you guys can get to know me a bit more and hopefully by getting to know me more and where I've come from with my place of food my relationship with food you can maybe start to understand a bit deeper on maybe some of the subjects that myself and Corby explore because me and her as mentioned at the start we've had very different experiences with food we've grown up with completely different foods completely different relationships with food and that's really impacted the way that we eat and consume food today I mean me and her eat very different foods on a day-to-day basis and it's probably stemmed from our relationship with food at the end of the day and how we embrace it how we feel it nurtures us because everyone's a unique human being everyone consumes things uniquely and that's completely chill food is 
such a wide thing. We are such complex human beings. Food is complex. And there's only certain ratios, connections that make things work for the way that we want things to work. So yeah, anyways, I am going to shut up right now because otherwise I feel I could ramble on and on. And I'm not sure you guys really want that, but I just wanted to be really honest and have a catch up with you guys and also provide a bit of content and context to the podcast as well. Corby will be doing her own separate episode if she can cope with the fact that talking on your own to a microphone can be quite daunting and cringe but it's a good time I feel like I've really connected with myself on this episode actually um it's almost a bit like a therapy session not gonna lie I hope that you have enjoyed and if you have please remember to spread the word about this podcast please leave a rating me and Corby really do appreciate it and yeah I hope you have a lovely weekend And we'll be catching up with you very, very soon with Corby back on the show because she will be slightly less stressed with her dissertation work and her uni work because she's nearly there. And big shout out to her because she is smashing it and I'm so proud of her and everything she has been doing. She is one phenomenal woman. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode and we'll speak to you very, very soon. Bye.